At the age of 26, my business was half a million dollars in debt. As an entrepreneur, you get pushed around. The question I faced was, how would I crawl out from underneath the debt and grow my business? The exciting part is, I have a multi-million dollar business now. But the truth is, there is no perfect entrepreneur. Join me and follow along as I share with you the mindset and business strategies needed to grow any company. My name is Oliver Fernandez. Welcome to the Imperfect Entrepreneur. Perfect Entrepreneur, and I'm excited to talk about being overwhelmed in the business. This past week was absolutely crazy for me. My wife was traveling for business, and I'm normally the one that's traveling for business, and I had to take care of the two kids by myself. We have a daughter who's two years and four months, and we have a son that's four months, and our nanny was traveling too on vacation, so it was all me. And this past week, I was on a call with one of my uh, my team members, and they were talking about, Oliver, I'm so overwhelmed. We got so many people calling. We got so many people showing up. We got so much. I'm like, wow. You know, I, I get it. I hear you. I, I don't. She's like, I don't know how to do everything that I need to do. I don't know how to do my training. I don't know how to get this done. Well, do you have any thing that can help me? Do you have any ideas? Do you have any strategies? Do you have any tactics that can help me? get past this feeling of overwhelm and just having so not even just the feeling of overwhelm but actually being overwhelmed and having so much stuff to get done that it's 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 it, it creates an anxiety i said very interesting and trust me i understand the feeling of overwhelm i told her this previous story about my wife being traveling telling her that you know we got the two kids telling her that there's always so many projects that are getting thrown onto my plate there's there's things that i'm holding myself accountable to there's things a business is holding me accountable to there's things that my clients are holding me accountable to there's so many things that i'm getting pulled in so many different directions so i totally get it totally understand it and the one thing that we can all control is how we respond to it so I threw out the I threw out the suggestion, you know, like last year we had implemented a, uh, a a minimum charge that goes throughout the organization, and we've we've maintained that minimum charge, but some of our team members have have uh, haven't been fully implementing it, and like this needs to go across the board. I don't care if it's like cash and carry. I don't care if it's someone that we know. It's I don't care if it's a like. Like it needs to go across the board, and the reason why we needed we need to put it across the board is because though everything takes so much time, everything takes time, and when when those situations are popping up, oftentimes it's the people that want those that five hundred dollar thing or that seven hundred dollar thing or that twelve hundred dollar thing that actually consume the majority of our time and they want this and that and they they don't they're not happy with the color once it came comes in and it's just like so much back and forth and there's no reward for it because like we can't add more team members with that with with with, with that with that sale like we can't we can't build more into our team we can't really even incentivize our team with that you know because it's like even if the person got all of that it's still it's still it still doesn't it doesn't provide for the tomorrow and the day after and the day after. 
So we got to have limits to our organization and it allows us to elevate. So when we get, when we increase that flow, because that's what I also told her is that in the beginning, we need to increase the flow. I'd rather be in a position of choking on the flow than not having enough flow. And we promised ourselves this last year. We said, we will never be in a position again when our subcontractors are coming to us and saying, hey, we need more work. We're always gonna have more than enough work to continue to feed those people. So what does that mean? Well, we gotta turn on the flow and we have turned on the flow. Now we have the deals and the leads coming through. Now it's time to continue to elevate. So now if, if the leads that are coming through are, are now starting to overwhelm the existing capacity of our estimating team, we now need to continue to elevate our prices as well as bring on new team members. But the only way we can afford to bring on new team members if, is if we are elevating our prices. That's going to allow us to take on a, a, a fifty to seventy-five dollars to $100,000 employee right here, right now. Because our prices are allowing us to, to be able to provide for that person. We can't take on on that type of employee if we're, 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 just, we're, we're not charging enough. Or we're taking on all these small jobs that are not really helping us get to the result that we want to get to. And she was like, hey, Oliver, you know what? I know there was some resistance when we initially rolled this out. We're like, how can we charge a client $2,500 when the job is really $1,200? But now I see exactly what you were talking about. I see it. I see it. And the reason I see it is because now it's so overwhelming and, and the, 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 the level of detail and the requirements that we, 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 we hold ourselves to so that we get the jobs right is the same whether it's a, a, a tiny job or a really big job. The really big jobs allow us to build our team up. The really big jobs allow us to continue to add team members so that we can actually even handle the smaller projects you know like you, you, you can only do so much and if 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 those uh if those large projects um help provide the team members whereas those small projects man they just overwhelm you and you're literally sprinting from one to think to the next thing to the next thing to the next thing so the team totally related to it they understood it now is specifically because they're now seeing how the flow it, it it could help alleviate some of the flow it could help elevate the team as a whole we're dealing with the same thing on the general construction side of the business you know we're talking about our goals and it's like man we're getting all these like little small projects coming in you know what we're not going to bid them anymore we're not going to bid those little small projects anymore even if we have the team members that can handle it why because we were just awarded one of those small projects and it still takes the same amount of project management to execute on those small projects as it does the large projects you still have to have your qc meetings you still have to have a superintendent on site that superintendent on site is now doing a hundred and twenty six thousand dollar job when i would love to have them doing a $2 million job or a, or a million, $1.2 million job. Why? Because the end result, if we do everything the way we said we were going to do, is going to be much greater on that $1 million, $2 million, $5 million, $10 million job than it is going to be on that $126,000 job. And honestly, the requirement is the exact same, if not worse, because the 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 level of a detail that this 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 facility manager is, is, is putting onto the project, he doesn't understand how to do things. 
So now we're actually babysitting and, and walking him through how he should be handling his architect and engineer. You know, I didn't create those drawings. He, he created those drawings. His team created those drawings. But now we're being held responsible for those drawings and those drawings are not good. So we're telling him, you know, Mr. Mr. Facility Guy, that same question you're asking me actually needs to be directed to your other subcontractor, the designer. You need to ask him how he planned on to run the electrical. Because right now we're doing all this discovery work for you, when in reality you should have been doing this discovery work. And we do it, we do it all the time for our customers and clients. But it goes back to that original principle that we give so much to our clients, so we need to be on the projects that are actually gonna pr produce the rewards at the end of the day. Like we're going and searching around and, 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 and discovering, doing research and discovery for this, for the, all the electrical throughout this building. And it's like, it's a, it's a disaster to begin with, so we're spending countless hours doing it. And we're willing to do it because that's just who we are as people, who we are as contractors. It just, it serves our mission. But at the end of the day, we need to make sure we're going after projects that are going to provide the end result that we're looking for. Because that is also one of our core or core values is results oriented. If we're doing things and we're not getting the results, then we need to change what we're doing. So like, what do we tell the team? We're not bidding any of these small projects. We're going to totally wipe it off our plate. What's that gonna do? That's gonna free up the estimating team so now we can actually focus more time on the bigger projects, the projects we really want anyways. What else is that gonna do? I don't need to load up on a bunch of superintendents to go and do all these little small projects. I'd rather load up on superintendents that that can do the large projects. And, and honestly, I, it's hard to keep the attention of a really quality guy if he's just on a $126,000 job. But you can start getting the quality superintendents to work for you on these four or five ten million dollar projects why because they understand in their mind they also have longevity on that project that project's not going to be done in a week a month it's going to be maybe a year or two year project so it gives them some sort of sense of security or sense of certainty in their in their employment even though we all get to produce even even though we are on that project for one a year or two years if you stop producing that's where your sense of security actually gets jeopardized so if you're overwhelmed in your business i get it i understand and you got to start reducing the noise put the attention on the things that are going to actually help you get to target for us that was eliminating all these smaller projects and, and going back to something that we had already implemented last year and that's the the minimum job size like someone comes in for a 700 dollars job it's a 2500 dollars job like and when they come in if they don't want us to do it then they can go find a guy who's working out of their truck who may or may not show up who may or may not order the material who may or may not do a good job or you could pay the $2,500 and we'll gladly be able to execute on it at an extremely high level for you. But if not, we don't want to go back and forth and create all this back and forth in our organization because those jobs are not going to help us get to where we want to get to. We need to continue to focus our attention on where we're going. And we're doing the same thing in the GC business. We're, we're focusing on the larger projects. We're getting rid of those smaller projects because if we get them, we're not happy about them. Why are we not happy about them? Because there's the same amount of detail and preparation and 
coordination needs to be done on a big project as it needs to be done on a small project. The only difference is that the big jobs oftentimes pay a lot better and there's a bigger result at the end of the day. And then number two, the, the level and quality of people that you can attract to go after those big jobs is going to be much greater than the level and quality of people that want to do those smaller projects. And I actually got another third one, right? And the third one is when, when those projects are, are, are going, right? Oftentimes, the, the people managing those projects from the government side are not as qualified, so now you actually even have more hand-holding to do because the people on the other side of this thing that are managing the smaller projects, because they have their own hierarchy on their side, you know, we have our, our most qualified people managing the largest projects and our, our less qualified people doing the smaller projects. Now we gotta babysit that person and, and basically tell them and teach them how to do their job, which is not a good use of their time, not a good use of our time. So the best thing for us is to continue to focus on where we're going and continue to go after the opportunities that are gonna help us get there. Don't chase every opportunity, because not every opportunity is good. Chase the opportunities that are gonna actually help you get to your goals, your dreams, and your objectives. With that, go out there and continue to build your legacy. Let's roll. Ooh, ooh.